0: Okay, Brandon. Okay, Dan. We here at Food Heist Crime Headquarters. Yes. Now that we have discussed the bear a couple of times. Yep. The pieces are starting to fall together. Clearly, this is much more widespread than we thought. The bear has been all over and has done a lot of other things. This one happened a few months ago. This was okay. in May. So earlier this year, the bear broke into a the garage of a bakery in Connecticut. Wow and stole
1: 60 cupcakes 60 cupcakes yeah Wow, that's six tenths <laughs> <laughs> And that's awful. <laughs> Six tens? They, they, I don't you know what to do the, with this. Have you forgotten the reference already? Is this the pies? This is the pies. Okay. Yeah. That's six tens. Well, I think it was in his, it was like he stole 40 pies. That's four tens. And that's awful, or whatever <laughs> it is from. Brandon, when I have my stress squeezy thing here,
0: you need to not throw references at me that I don't understand.
1: But it's such a good reference. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> no, it's good. This was one of the burglars' more daring heists. Yes. Because the workers at the bakery were there. The garage was open and they were loading cupcakes and various stuff into a truck, and the burglar got right into the garage, I mean, right under their noses.
1: This is this is armed robbery. Cause a bear, I mean He has the right to bear arms. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's <laughs>
0: I tried to maintain a straight face and it couldn't work. Yeah, so anyway, they used their car horn. It says they were able to scare the bear off by using a car horn, but I think we know. The burglar doesn't get scared no. of car
1: horns. The burglar is just a fast bash and grab, yeah. thief. Mm-hmm. 60 cupcakes is all he wanted at that point. Yeah. And has made off with his
0: 60 cupcakes. Well, like we said, when you hire the burglar, yeah. you're sending a message. Yep. Mm-hmm. He could have broken in at night. Nope. He could nope. have infiltrated not quietly. not do that. But then what would be the point? Just leave it like a big bear footprint on your floor? No. He goes there when you're there. Mm-hmm. And he lets you know who's in
1: charge. So, Dan, I have the results of... Our quarterfinals. Oh, very nice. Yes, I announced them last week or so. We're getting really close to the end. And it's interesting because we have had a double upset week. A double upset week. A double upset week. So the Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi Gnocchi restaurant has been defeated. What? By the Edelstahl Kugel. By the
0: Edelstahl Kugel? Yes. Okay, as much as I love the Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi, Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi Restaurant, I was rooting for the Edelstahl Kugel. Were
1: you? Yeah. I really wanted a Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi, <laughs> Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi, <laughs> Gnocchi Restaurant t-shirt. Yeah. But You Gnocchi know what Gnocchi I really with- want is yes.
0: Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi, Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi Restaurant letterhead. <laughs> and all official communications that I send from Dragonsteel will be printed on
1: it. So, I mean- they're out, and the Edelstahl Kugel is here. Okay, They're going to I believe the finals. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, this wrong. this will be final four, right? The semifinals. I, think, I oh no, you're right. Yeah, where'd, where'd Scar go? Scar would have this for us, but we should be down to four of each at this point. I'm just remembering this from my weekly update. I don't actually have. He's going to walk up and just sheet. casually hand you the page that has the all the information on sheet. it. Sheet. No one has updated it. Okay, so it's wrong. So we don't have, yeah. Here I um, thought
0: he was looking so professional.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is round two. Round two. Okay. So yes, this was round two. You are correct. Okay. So this is, now they're going to the final four because, yeah. So the Kugel has moved into the final, final four. four. So we yeah. do we have the full final four for both categories? Well, that's a question for Scar. But let me tell you. And another enormous upset, one yes. of our biggest upsets, almost as big as before, The Great British Fake Off is out. What? Yes. What, Re- what beat it? I Weekend don't at Vader's with an actual weekend zombie. Weekend
0: at Vader's with an actual zombie. I suppose we should have seen that one coming.
1: Yeah. So The Great British Fake Off, also one of my top, mm-hmm. Like I think I would have picked that one and the Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi, Gnocchi Brothers, Gnocchi Restaurant, maybe. <laughs> Over those two. I, I definitely, no, no, I think I would have yeah. picked those two to be my finals. And um, they're both out. The Great British fake-off,
0: this is not mm-hmm. to be construed as a promise that anything will happen. But you and I have had two full meetings yep. about that. We've mm-hmm. created an outline. Yep. We didn't really love it. We're going back and forth. I don't know if anything will ever happen with that because- Hollywood is very slowly eating itself. Yep. but uh, There may not be a Hollywood, (laughs) um, but... We could sell it to Bollywood.
1: Mm. It would be
0: a musical and an action movie.
1: They would do a really good job with the Great British Fake Off. That
0: would actually be
1: awesome. Maybe we could get one of the RRR guys to be in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Call us. Call us, RRR guys. Yeah. Just so you know, Brandon and I made a deal like a month ago. That if I would watch Across the Spider-Verse, he would watch RRR. And neither of those things has happened.
1: <laughs> I really do want to watch it. I just haven't watched any anything in my mm-hmm. theater in yeah. that month. I've been traveling totally and things fair. like that. But I, I will get to it. So Scar. Do we have no he he ran off? Scar has vanished He's again. Off busily getting all the information. Yeah. So need. he'll come back and tell us. So, but we are close. To uh to our final four, I believe so. And I don't know which we're supposed to announce today. That's well, the big we'll question. We'll announce that later on. Yeah, when when Star returns. Back. Yeah. Mhm. So today, oh, our, our timer went away. That's okay. We, we, we could just go forever. We can just talk.
0: No, oh, if we say that, then people will be disappointed that we only talk for like thirty five minutes. Yeah. No, we we want to talk about toys. Toys, and we've done an episode before about how we're. Gen X, and we grew up in this very specific kind of era. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to retread any of that, but we can't promise we're not going to retread. We're any probably going to retread a lot of it. We were born late 70s, grew up in the 80s, mm-hmm. which was like the, I won't say the height of toy TV marketing, but it was like the start of it.
1: Yeah, it was when, when people realized, oh, hey. Now there was a law. Yeah. It was Carter, was it? Adam, we might need you to run point for us here on this. When did the law change that you're allowed to market to children? When you're allowed to market with a cartoon show to children? Because it's either Carter or Reagan. Mm-hmm. Seems like more of a Reagan thing. It Does
0: seem like a Reagan thing? In fact, it's Any almost kind of assuredly deregulation. Reagan. Yeah, but it's possible it was. Hang on, I just Adam texted me just now. Ooh, Adam texted you. He texted me AI created picture of the burglar. <laughs> Okay, this is awesome. This is like a cute fairy tale bear Mm -hmm. stealing cupcakes wearing the weirdest hat I've ever seen.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, the burglar still that's a great picture of the burglar. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect That's not the ominous thief that
0: food purveyors fear across North America.
1: Oh, I think that's kind of an adorable Guy yes. eating cupcakes in Goldilocks house. I mean, I believe, you know, the burglar belongs in like that sort of feel. Like <laughs> a hat for the burglar is perfect. Yeah. We will try to get that picture up on the liner notes for people who want to see the unofficial AI interpreted version of the burglar. Nineteen ninety? No. There's no way it that wasn't that... nineteen ninety. Because like oh. mm-hmm. Okay here
0: come over and make sure the microphone can hear you
1: so according to wikipedia Mm -hmm. it says in the united states advertisements marketed to children effectively linked to the same regulations which prohibited program length advertising were limited between 1946 and 1983 with the children's television act which i assume is what you were talking about okay Introduced in 1990 and strengthened in 1996.
0: Okay. So it's 83. So 83 is when it fell apart. Yep. Oh, okay. And then 90 is when the Television Act came back. And they tried to regulate more. And so, so absolutely, our childhoods were that. 83 to 90 That's hole the number in we were the looking for.
1: So that is going to be Reagan.
0: Yeah. And that was the time when, you know, they were making like all the cartoons that we grew up watching were advertisements
1: for toys. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were just half-hour-long shows that were commercials. And there was something about this law until 83 that prevented that from happening, which kind of sounds weird now because, <laughs> you know, that's the way it's been. Advertisers run the whole universe. Yeah, but there were restrictions on all of this stuff. It went away, and suddenly we got G.I. Joe, Transformers, yeah. et cetera, which was your toy of choice at Oh, that man. Age. Well, see, that is a difficult answer. Mm. My
0: toy of choice mm-hmm. was G.I. Joe. Was it? Okay. But I owned very few G.I. Joe's. Interesting. Yeah. I ended up with a really vast collection of weird, like secondary mm-hmm. toy characters that were cheap.
1: <laughs> okay. And
0: I always wanted the G.I. Joe's and I had a couple of them. But I don't think I had any of the vehicles. I just had guys.
1: So I had a ton of G.I. Joes. Yeah. I watched the cartoon quite a bit. My brother and I, I can remember like when they started doing like movies. I think they were TV movies originally or things like oh, that. Yeah. The one with Sergeant Slaughter in it, mm-hmm. whenever that one was. We just loved that movie. We watched it over and over again. And I had all the play sets and toys to quote. You're going to hear me quoting quoting Strong Bad quite a bit on this, the Cheat Commandos. Are you familiar with the Cheat Commandos? I am. Yes. Yeah. Buy all our play sets and toys. You guys should all go watch that. It's an old piece of internet history. It's 20 years old now, but I loved it. And yeah. Strong Bad is 20 years old. Yeah.
0: It is. That's Uh crazy to think about.
1: Strong Bad's 20 years old and kids don't know it anymore these days. Yeah. But the Cheat Commandos was a parody of all these things that we unironically loved when we were of the age. Yeah. So I remember, like, on a birthday, getting the G.I. Joe, like, giant oil rig secret base, Ooh. ocean secret base that had, like, the pylons and things mm-hmm. for the G.I. Joes to play on. I mean, to uh, do important missions on, <laughs> on which they could mm-hmm. fight evil. And one of our favorite things to do with G.I. Joe's was to build the power armor out of Legos. Okay. It never looked as cool as, you know, you would as hope. you imagine it because would Because it's like a G.I. Joe in a yellow box because the Legos we had were yellow from the castle. Mm-hmm. And so you build this, like, power armor for G.I. Joe, but it's just basically a box <laughs> with arms on it. So, yeah. Yeah. Boy, you know what
0: I built out of mm-hmm. Legos when I was a kid? What's that? was an air wolf. You built an Airwolf. I, oh, I built I built an Airwolf helicopter. Uh huh. It was like bright blue okay. because I didn't have enough black Legos. Yep. But it did have an extendable and retractable missile launcher on the bottom.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. I was very
0: proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that the original Airwolf had a hand crank to extend its missile launcher out of the bottom. But I mean,
1: that speaks a lot for your Lego building skills <laughs> as a as a young man. Yeah, but well. yep, I had those. Though the first toy of that ilk I can remember buying was a Gobot. A go. Oh, I had so many Gobots. I was at the drugstore with my mom, mm-hmm. and this is before the invasion. Transformers weren't a thing yet. Okay. Gobots happened first, mm-hmm. and then Transformers came and kind of destroyed that market and yeah. took over. And I'm at the drugstore, and it's one of those memories. I can remember what the drugstore smelled like Ooh. when I got my GoBot, which is so weird that that, is that weird. memory is there. Where at the checkout counter. My mom is buying stuff. I look down. They have a basket at the end of the checkout counter full of GoBots and their little plastic oh, things nice. that they've just gotten in. And I'm like, what is this? And they're like, oh, it's a new thing. It's an ambulance that is also a robot. <laughs> So the first one you got was an ambulance. Ambulance that was also a robot. Yep. Okay. Whatever the ambulance was, the the first generation Gobot in America that was an ambulance. And that toy, like I played with that. To no end. Yeah. I love that toy. So my parents quickly realized Transformers and GoBots were a cool thing to get for me. So I had a lot of G.I. Joe's, but Transformers were, I would say, my thing. Your thing. I love okay. Transformers.
0: My first GoBot, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I still have it at home. Oh. Because I don't throw toys away. Mm. It was the train engine. It was okay. this like black
1: uh-huh. train engine guy. Yeah, yeah, I had that one too. Yeah, that was an even cooler one. That was because a cool one. Ambulance is cool, but train engine. The train guy was neat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't remember what any of the other GoBots were. I had a bunch of them. So tell me this: here's a word that's just kind of a family word. Did you have a daiji? A daiji, daiji is what. So you, you have to you have to go to okay. old brain and story time now. Okay. So Emily and I got married later than a lot of her siblings. Mm. We were in our 30s, and so. Her siblings had children by the time we got married. In fact, one of her siblings had like a 12-year-old when we got married. Oh, wow. Her younger brother did. And so there's certain terminology that the family used. Mm -hmm. And one of them is this term that my sister-in-law, who speaks Japanese, and her husband also speaks Japanese. Neither of them are Japanese, but Japanese is one of the things they studied in school and things like that. And they learned a word in Japan that they used for their kids. It means like comfort item. Like, we oh. don't have a good word for it in English, okay. which is why they needed to use the Japanese one. We just call mm-hmm. it comfort item. That's not nearly as cool as your daiji. Your daiji. Yes. And so their daughter, Hana, had Mofi the blanket. Okay. And Mofi, they had made the mistake of getting, you know— You don't know when you're a new parent that maybe the kid is going to bond to this random thing that is then going to become the thing they must have to soothe themselves. Mm -hmm. And she bonded to this blanket that was really cheap and (laughs) like single ply, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's the one she picked. And so by the time we got married, it was already ragged and starting to break into pieces and things like that. So they still have pieces of pieces Mophie. Pieces of Mophie. Yeah. Hana's now like 17. now, so. yeah. But they have pieces of Mophie. I joke about the shards of Mophie someday being reforged <laughs> into a thing. But Daiji. Daiji became the term. So all of my kids yeah. have referred to their comfort item as their Daiji. Okay. Did you I have like a Daiji? Term.
0: First, I have to tell you that the closest analog to that among my children mm-hmm. was that my second kid... Mm -hmm. he had a pacifier with Elmo on it. Yeah. And so all pacifiers became Elmos for like the (laughs) next three kids. That's awesome. And it wasn't until- uh, Where's my Elmo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kid number five called him Minas because Mm -hmm. we lived in Germany and he was picking up different Mm -hmm. German phonemes. But yeah, pacifiers were Elmos. Where's the Elmo? Mm. Which Elmo is it? Oh, it's the Elmo with Big Bird on it.
1: Yeah. My kids each had a Daiji. They were mostly blankets, except my middle child, who is always the interesting one. He has a giant stuffed turtle. Giant stuffed turtle. Giant stuffed turtle that is named Turtle and is, you know, still very important to him, though, you know, he's 14 now, so it's not Mm -hmm. like, but. Yeah. Though, do you want to hear a sweet story? Yes. Youngest kid lost his blanket called Mimi, and we still to this day have no idea where Mimi went because, like, just vanished one day. And I'm sure you did this hunt. The parental, I need to go to bed. Where is my daiji? Oh, no, we have to scour the house and the cars and Mm -hmm. the backyard and under each piece of furniture. Find this thing. And find this thing. And Mimi has never been found. And Mimi's never been found. But my middle son, Dallin, after a couple of months of his brother kind of sniffling and crying and not having his Mimi, said do you think we could find the same Mimi on eBay? And I'm like, oh, well, maybe. And he went and he found it himself. Wow. Like I did a quick search and couldn't find it. He did all this work and spent like hours looking through blankets Mm -hmm. with yellow stars on them and finally found it and said, dad, it's here. And he actually legit found the exact same Mimi. That's and so cool. Ordered it for his younger brother what and gave it sweetheart. to him. Yeah. How old was he when he did that? So this would have been like two years ago. So Down was twelve okay. and Oliver was eight. And so that's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's some hero points to yeah. to Dallin well for accomplishing that.
0: I'm trying to think if I had a Daiji.
1: I don't know. I did. You did? Yes. What was it? My daiji was Sparky, the stuffed Dalmatian. Mm. Yes, and I remember having Sparky as a daiji. In fact, we went one time to the local. The we called it the Acreage. It was kind of like a little permanent farmers market, but indoors. Like it had all these little shops that sold things that like you know, my mom liked, Mm -hmm. like little furniture things. And, you know, here, come to our honey store and buy our honey, right? It was in Lincoln, Nebraska. And one day we were at the acreage and there was a sketch artist who was doing sketches of couples, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of Busker-esque, but more official Mm -hmm. with the, the chalk sketches. And I made him draw my daiji not me oh not not you and the dalmatian nope just just my daiji the dalmatian my dad paid for a sketch of the dalmatian (laughs) which is hilarious (laughs) which is kind of the only way i remember what it looks like now Mm -hmm. because my mom gave it to the salvation army when i was a teenager yeah
0: that's just cruel
1: you know you're a teenager i still had Mm. sparky on my bed but, you know, I was like 17. Yeah. So it's just like Sparky just sat there. It's not like Sparky. Yeah, Sparky was still somewhat special to me. And Sparky vanished one day and went to the Salvation Army. Went to live on a farm. I went to live on a farm. The closest thing that I had to that,
0: mm-hmm. there was a teddy bear that mm-hmm. I had as a child and still have because I don't throw toys away. Mm. But the closest thing to a Daiji... I actually got when I was around six or seven, so uh-huh. much later than like the baby toy. Yeah, and it was a friend who lived across the street moved to England, mm-hmm. and he was the kid that we played with all the time. And while they were moving, we were screwing around playing like underneath the moving van mm-hmm. because we're really smart. Yeah, and there As was one does, water. You pass those to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those were pens, by the way, anyone Mm. who wasn't watching. So there was water in the gutter, and I didn't want to step in the water. So I jumped over the gutter while under a moving van. And to this day, like still have like a slight divot in my skull.
1: That Uh, explains so much. It
0: does, right? You're like, oh, massive head trauma at six years old. Anyway, so he felt so bad and we didn't get a like say goodbye because when they were finally pulling away to move, I was in an Instacare getting nine centimeters of stitches. Mm-hmm. He gave me a stuffed penguin. It's oh. about two feet tall. Mm-hmm. And of course, I still have it. I actually took it with me to college. Nice. And at that point, penguin was a verb because this was an incredible thing to hit people with.
1: Hold it by the <laughs> beak. And you could just wallop someone really hard. It was wonderful. I had something I did that with, but it was something I purchased a little later. I was in band. Mm-hmm. We went on some competition somewhere, and I was a trumpet player. And as a trumpet player, our section like went to some corner store or something. I don't even remember where the store was, but there I found an octopus. We all bought like dumb little toys, right? Mm-hmm. But I found like an octopus with a squeaker in it, right? Yeah. And it was maybe yay big, about as big if you're not watching as like a little bit bigger Make in the hand span. Cantaloupe kind of size? Uh, yeah, but it's plastic. So it's flat, okay. right? Okay. It's a flat plastic octopus and we named him Mr. Squid. Okay. Because we were teenagers and yeah. we knew what an octopus was, but we named him Mr. Squid as a section, Mm -hmm. and then during pep band, we would throw Mr. Squid to each other, or throw him in the air, mostly to antagonize the drumline, who was always very serious at pep band, Mm because it's the drumline, they're very serious. So the drumline's there, and then these dumb trumpets are throwing an octopus that they named Mr. Squid to annoy the drumline, because like it's an octopus. We're like, yeah, it's Mr. Squid. Eventually, Mr. Squid got dismembered by, <laughs> by the drumline. A very angry member of the drumline after Mr. Squid <laughs> did hit his drum, oh. which we deserved it. Yeah. Right. Like Bridge there's certain the Tom. There's certain playing you can do, but when when Mr. Squid the Octopus hits your drum. You're allowed to, to remove a leg, I suspect, as, yeah. uh, as recompense. And so he actually went a little far. He ripped off all of Mr. Squid's legs. Oh, and they didn't grow back. They didn't grow back. I don't nope. think that actually happens with octopus no, or no. squids. But then I just went and bought another one, <laughs> and I still have that one. And okay. that one went flying around. We just kept him a little further from the <laughs> drum line. So Mr. Squid II is in my cabinet upstairs. Um, Very nice. So. That's cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the Michael Jackson
1: show at Disneyland called Captain EO? I did not. I remember when it came out and what a big deal it was. It was a huge deal. But I did not go see it. I have been to Disney twice. And maybe we should talk theme parks on a separate episode. We should do a theme park episode sometime.
0: So it is difficult to express in modern comparison... Yeah, The stardom that Michael Jackson had. But at some point in the 80s, he did this huge 3D show at Disneyland and it was like a ride. You stood in line and then you Mm -hmm. went in and you put 3D glasses on, you watched it. Anyway, it was this absolutely phenomenal space opera thing that Mm -hmm. was as ridiculous as it could possibly be while still being essentially just like a Michael Jackson video. And I'm sure he took it very seriously. Well, I did buy one of the toys. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a recurring theme in the stuffed animals that Dan loves. (laughs) Because there was this one, it was like a monkey with butterfly wings and this big long tail. Okay. And they were selling a stuffed whatever that thing is. Yep. Uh, And the tail's like a good foot and a half long. Mm -hmm. You can really get a lot of momentum going, spinning that thing around, and then smacking your little sister in the head okay. with a stuffed
1: Captain EO alien. So... Do you still have this? Of course I still have this. <laughs> I think we need show and tell on a future episode where you bring these all. Where I bring in yep.
0: all the ridiculous toys that I still have.
1: Yeah, I think you should do that. I'll-
0: okay, so let's talk about... uh Let's get back to some toys now. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever collect
1: masks? I did have you, a- You did have some mask stuff? That's the one where it's like it's like a boat, but then it shoots out a motorcycle? Is yeah. that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah there, it was I like
0: Transformers, those. except it was a vehicle that turned into a different vehicle. <laughs> but it didn't even turn into it, right? It just had it hiding inside? Well, there were different ones. Like okay. I had a minivan that could pop open, and then it became an artillery emplacement and a little- jet would fly out of it. Okay. And there was a motorcycle that turned into a flying motorcycle. Okay. There was a helicopter that turned into a plane. I still don't understand what the value of that might be.
1: <laughs> hey, VTOL. Yeah. Right? There you go. Off the helicopter and then- hmm Yep. And then I, it's time to go fast. I had one. I only know this because we played with it in my swimming pool. And I had like a truck that turned into like a boat. And I was like, <laughs> it shoots out the boat. Nice. I had so much mask stuff. Okay. I had
0: like an SUV that turned into an armored SUV. <laughs> I had their base at one mm. point. And it was this weird like Red Rock gas station thing that folded out into a big command okay. center. We sold that in a yard sale mm-hmm. when I was little. And some guy paid me like five bucks for it. And then he put it in his trunk and drove away. And I've never sold anything in a yard sale since. <laughs> Because it was so sad to watch this thing go away and this guy didn't even care about it. So that's why I still have all the
1: other toys. Okay. The mask playset died. The mask playset died so, so that, that all the other
0: 60 little battle beasts could still be in a bin in my garage.
1: Did you watch like Toy Story and just like your heartbreak remembering <laughs> the one that you sold? Well, it was a command center, right? So right. it didn't have
0: like a face. Okay. So I have to assume that the command center version of, you know, the Woody and Buzz playset, does that feel sad when it
1: leaves? I don't think so. Yeah, they they don't have a face. They don't. Is that how Toy Story logic works? No,
0: because they had that one like TV movie with all the like dinosaur Mm -hmm. guys. And there was a clear distinction between the figures mm-hmm. and like their catapults and stuff. Their catapults yeah, didn't have feelings; okay. they didn't move on their own.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We probably can't delve into Toy Story logic because <laughs> it makes no sense, and that's a very weird film series. It is. It is deeply weird. Did, Did you hear like they're the last making one? a fifth one? Well, of course they are. The last few Pixar films have underperformed.
0: I actually really didn't like. Number four. I didn't either. I kind of deeply hated it.
1: <laughs> Ooh, uh, 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 is that a separate episode? Sure we, we we can dig into that here. Dig into why you did Toy Story hated, Four? Because I didn't deeply hate it. I just think that it was a mistake. It was definitely a mistake. I mm-hmm. didn't love three either. Oh yeah. Two
0: is the pinnacle. Two is one of the greatest I movies. Mean, arguably the greatest movie
1: Pixar's ever made. I will agree two is the pinnacle of Toy Story. Yeah. I think three is a good movie. Three is good. And I am glad three exists. I would rather three exist than not because you have to complete the full arc, right? Mm -hmm. Movie one, we can't lose anyone, right? I can't get replaced. Movie two is we can't lose anyone. Movie three is it happens. What we've been afraid of for two movies, the kid grew up. Mm -hmm. That has to like... We have to confront that because it's part of what the story's about. Yeah. And so you need three for that reason. I mean, that is a good excuse for three to exist. And I do
0: like the bookend where at the end he gives all the toys to the little girl. Sorry to spoil the ending of Toy Story 3. Yeah. Um, It is a
1: very perfect sort of ending to it.
0: But what three did, Mm -hmm. because the entire act two, Mm -hmm. arguably much more than that, takes place kind of away from children altogether mm-hmm. and they don't belong to anybody. It isn't about Andy. It isn't about their place in the world. It kind of left the core premise behind and it opened it up to, to four, which is to four, which is the same thing, which is they're not really toys anymore. They're just yeah. tiny people who don't want to be seen by humans. Yeah. They're tiny slaves. Yeah. It's
1: four takes it that one extra step that you can't take this premise, mm-hmm. or it breaks the premise. Yeah. And then 4 had the only ending that 4 could have had after you break that premise, which is, well, we don't need any kids, which... We're just going to be lost toys forever, Yeah, and we're going to be on our own, and... But it completely destroys the concept of the first three. And yeah. yes, it's a logical progression, but... You have to accept that Toy Story logic is all a metaphor <laughs> and that you can't take that step without yeah. completely... Well, and, yeah. and that's the problem because
0: in the mm-hmm. first one and even in the second one, yeah, the whole goal is to be a toy. Mm-hmm. We are Andy's toy, this is what we do, and mm-hmm. we are happy about it. And by the time you get to four, that delightful kind of childhood... Mm-hmm. tale has been distorted into actually no we are recovering abuse victims who have finally escaped enslavement by humanity yeah and we get to live in the woods and i'm like
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. goodbye to the premise of one and two and three <laughs> one and two in particular you can't watch those anymore yeah without thinking well yeah but you're an enslaved race of magical creatures that no one knows exist mm-hmm. so yeah back to something more lighthearted. <laughs> he-man he-man did you have he-man i had he-man
0: only because and i i should ask my parents because i don't mm-hmm. actually know why this was there was a year or so mm-hmm. in which for some reason i needed regular blood tests And so I would go into Uh LDS Hospital in the avenues in Salt Lake City once a month, and I would get my blood drawn. And then for being such a brave little boy, I got to pick a toy out of the basket. Oh, cool. And I got six or seven He-Man toys out of
1: that. I never loved every one of them. Really liked He-Man, but I had a couple of them. They just, they weren't my style. Mm -hmm. Like the giant beefy dude, just. Yeah. I just wasn't interested in that. The cartoon was on and Orco was cool. So I did watch the cartoon and it did have kind of that fun premise of I'm hidden as i I'm a superhero, but you don't know it. But, yeah. and you would think I'd like the fantasy property, but it was based off of the old school Conan type fantasy yeah. property. And, you know, the muscular dude versus the wizard, And Mm -hmm. just never quite clicked with me. It
0: was basically, what if Conan was also Batman? What if Conan were marketable? Yeah. And And the Batmobile was a cat. Yep. I never actually had a He-Man himself. Mm. I never had any big muscly dudes. I had Ram Man, who was this guy who you could compress and then push a button and his head would jump out and hit people. I had some robot guy. I Mm -hmm. still have some weird robot guy who has, like, his chest was translucent and you could see gears inside. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I had a snake guy who could spray water out of his mouth. I just had all the funky aliens because I thought they
1: were neat. We haven't talked about the granddaddy of them all. Perhaps the reason that this law got to lapse in the first place. (laughs) Which was? Star Wars. Star Wars. The first big action figure market marketed us mm-hmm. thing that they were able to do because it was a movie, not yeah. a television show. So it didn't follow kind of the broadcasting rules in the same way. And uh, like I had a friend next door who had every single one of those. Wow. Well, and this
0: is a famous story that some younger listeners might not know. Very famously, George Lucas, when he sold like distribution rights to this mm-hmm. movie, he kept all merchandising rights. And they weren't worth anything And they were worth nothing because Mm -hmm. this law essentially prohibited you from selling toys in that way. Yeah. And so it didn't even occur to anybody. It wasn't even a market yet. Yep. George Lucas essentially invented the action figure market. I mean, he didn't because there were others before that. There were
1: the giant G.I. Joes that precursed these ones, but those were dolls. They Mm -hmm. were this big and they they were about-
0: You know, yeah. But the little kind of five-inch tall plastic figure that we've got 200 characters in this movie, Mm -hmm. let's give the weird guy in the back of the bar a name and see if we can sell a figure of him. That is today the standard operating procedure for every property Mm -hmm. that was invented by George Lucas in the early 80s. So I had and still have a big Millennium Falcon.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't have all the pieces of it. That was the coolest one to have it was awesome like that and like an adat those are the things you wanted mhm so we had I'm the impressed. adat
0: which was great it was like the size of a small dog mm-hmm. it was wonderful i don't think we still have that we still have an ewok village though oh yeah. But I didn't one... really
1: have Star Wars stuff for whatever reason. Oh. I didn't. It's because
0: get... your parents couldn't afford it because they gave you all those G.I. Joes. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: had G.I. Joes. And like I played with his. I think it's because I was scared of Darth Vader, like I've told you. Mm. Like, as I've mentioned, Empire, I would go run out of the theater every time Darth Vader came out and peek through the doors because it was before, you know, these light locks and yeah. just watch till he left. And then I'd come back and sit by my dad for it. <laughs>
0: i had a darth vader figure Mm -hmm. when i was i don't know five or six years old and one night i didn't want to go to bed and so i sat by my door of my bedroom and i had this little darth Mm -hmm. vader figure and i thought to myself i wonder how many times i can turn his arm around before my parents finally just let me come out of my bedroom and then like an hour later his arm fell off so wow he lasted real well stop playing with that guy my favorite one was one of the scout troopers mm-hmm. from Endor, Return of the Jedi. He was always Luke in disguise, because oh, I didn't have a good Luke right. that I liked, uh-huh. so I had Luke in disguise as a scout trooper.
1: So, I have been delivered this thing where it looks yes. like, is this the final four? This, this is up to date to this recording. To this recording, so this means that we have our final four in each category. I'm so excited to hear them. So, we have... Brackets, food heist bracket, the Gator Gourmands versus Do Not Steal the King's Potatoes. Number one seed versus number 12 seed. Wow. And then we have the Great Maple Syrup Heist, number three seed, versus the Kugel, the number two seed. So you did Ooh. a pretty good job guessing. Wow. The only one that...
0: Do Not Steal the King's Potatoes is
1: definitely the yeah. outlier there. Yeah, definitely the outlier.
0: Threw us off. That's wild. I don't even know if I could predict...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of those winners, let alone two of them.
1: So I actually did a pretty good job too, because we have my number one seed, Jack the Carjacking Car, mm-hmm. versus number four seed, Titanic to Sink Harder. And then my number three seed, Vikings versus Cthulhu, versus the big outlier on mine, Weekend at Vader's with an actual zombie versus the Great British Fake Off. Mm-hmm. Are we sure about this? I thought Freefall Burrito World beat Vikings versus Cthulhu. I swear I announced that
0: thought
1: the same thing octavia says this is up to date okay uh, we, we are we sure i am. Have announced it i am then? i am 90 percent sure that free fall burrito world defeated vikings versus cthulhu
0: i i can go check again
1: yeah and we can re-record a few minutes no no it's okay they no. can they can hear us getting yeah, things wrong we, we don't edit dumb
0: stuff out of this show there
1: wouldn't be a show yeah Because we can do our our first two brackets because that's in the next bracket. Okay. We will get confirmation by next episode for you because you're going to have to vote on that. But this time, it's here. Time to vote the final four. Mm -hmm. We need you to vote the Gator Gourmands versus Do Not Steal the King's Potatoes. Number 12, our little little food heist that could could. versus the Gator Gourmands, our best story that we came up with. Then we also need you to pit Jack the Carjacking Car, probably the best story we came up with in the Bad Story Ideas, versus Titanic to Sink Harder, which is probably the best shirt.
0: I have a definite favorite in both races, but I'm not going to say them. Okay. I don't
1: want to influence our voters. So we need you to go vote. Again, we'll put the links in the descriptions to the episode if you want to co-participate. If you've been ignoring it up till now and you're like, I should vote in the final four. Well. You should do your civic duty. You can do your civic duty. And we'll be back next week with the second brackets where we'll triple check whether uh, Free Fall Breeder World did indeed get. Because I thought that that one, that one had made it. But Okay. Yep.
0: How's that, Ben?